the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. And I'm, again, so humbled and so thankful to be part of your day. And, you know, you have a choice. In everything that we do, we have choices. And you're choosing to spend a little time with Sue Freeze right now. And I'm very happy about that. So when I'm thinking and praying about, God, what do you want me to share today? And I'm always asking the Lord to guide me in my day-to-day and moment-by-moment decisions because they are moment-to-moment. I I want him to run the show for me. And with the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit empowerment, uh, much more can be accomplished than what Sufris can do. And so there is really, truly the Holy Spirit who empowers and guides and gives us direction and helps us have courage to do the next and the next and the next thing. I don't know about you right now, but it just seems like there's so much going on in the world. If I look at the news and I watch the news, I'm in shock. I'm in dismay. I don't even know what. I I mean, it's just so beyond, beyond to me what's going on that I'm like, okay, wow, really? I, I just, I really don't even know what to do. All I know is I need to stand firm on my convictions and I have to stay true to who I am and my beliefs. And I'm suggesting that you check your beliefs, check your situation, and understand as a parent, we have such a huge responsibility, more than ever, to give answers to those tough questions, to help guide our child to understand life and understand decision-making and consequences just all those things that come with living a, a, a life with character and value, we as parents have that responsibility to guide, guard, protect, teach. And let's not take that lightly, all right? Lately, I've been facing quite a few things in the business world. And I actually just left a meeting, and I was a little bit late, which I don't like being late because it's inconsiderate, and I really just choose not to be late. And during this meeting I, I had, um, I said, wow, this is a radio show. And I, always, I already had preparation for the radio show, but I really feel that what was spoken today is so relevant right now, along with what I have prepared, that I'm going to kind of combine the two. So bear with me, I hope. And a funny side note, and some of you can relate to this. I was telling Cheyenne, my producer, um, that when I was wheeling my my bag that has all of my goodies in it for the show, I'm halfway up the ramp, the parking structures, you know, stories high, 
and uh, I'm late, right? And so all of a sudden, I get almost to the door of the building, and I went, oh, my goodness, I don't have my glasses. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I run back? Do I keep going? I can't, I've got to see, and so on and so forth. And I realized, just like right now on Facebook, you can see, they're on my head. But I didn't realize that because I use them as a headband, pull my hair back, along with seeing with them. So I thought it was funny, and I thought I would share that because how many times are we – I need my glasses to find my glasses, I say now. It's kind of like, yeah, I need my glasses to find my glasses. And Cheyenne was saying, yeah, there's so many times I'll have my phone in my hand and I'm looking for my phone. And I went, you know, I just did that yesterday. And so if you're giggling right now, it's because you've done it too. And that's okay. Just know you're not alone, all right? It's nice to know that you're not alone in whatever we're going through, in the, in the minutest of tasks and minutest of things that go on. Don't we have to just take some time to laugh at ourselves? I think it's good. And it's healthy to just say, oh, my goodness, you know, that was so silly. And I cannot believe I did that. But I did, you know. And so it's okay, you know. Give yourself some grace and laugh at yourself a little bit. It's okay. I give you and God gives you freedom to be able to laugh at yourself. All right. So and we're laughing right along with you. But it's a good thing. Anyway, so when I was talking to this lady who actually wanted some advice on her current situation, um, I was talking about that. What was, was, and what was isn't working anymore, meaning in my business world and in my life, the things that I used to do that actually worked and, and bared fruit and were profitable and, you know, just relationally uh, worked, they're not working now. And I had a friend ask me this question, Sue, what you did when you, your mother, right? Yes, I'm a mother, a proud mother of two lovely children, Tyson and Tiana, and what you did when they were five and then what you did when you when they were 10, if you did the same thing at 10 as you did when they were five, would that be good? I mean, would that work? And I said, well, of course not. You know, of course not. It's not going to work. Well, the same thing applies on our lives is what we did five years ago, 10 years ago. I mean, I think even just last year is not going to work now. So I believe that God is really pressing in right now. The devil's pressing in strong, strong, but God's pressing right in too. And we are the deciders on what we are going to do, how we are going to react, what is important. We have to just define these things for ourselves, don't we? We have to define what's important in our lives. And then we have to go to those treasures. We have to stay true to what that is and who that is. And this is not written anywhere. This is Sue Freeze and the Holy Spirit talking right now. Thank you, God. Sorry, my paper's ruffled. Anyway, so what was, was, what is, is, and what will be, will be. Okay, that sounds like a Doris Day song. And for those of you that are old enough to know who that is, uh, she was my favorite mentor. I wanted to be a mother just like her. I wanted to sing like her too. Side note. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Anyway, so... In this conversation, when I was realizing this, I was saying that, you know, the, the world, the way it is right now, is just not the same. So what do we have to do to be responsible, to be productive, to live in abundance, to do all those things? What do we have to do? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm digging in. I'm praying more. I am praying more every morning. I'm praying. Uh, yesterday morning, I had a suggestion from a friend. He knows who he is, and he's, he listens to my show, and he's praying for me, and I really appreciate that. And he said, Sue, what about praying over, like sitting in every single one of your call center, your CSR seats? Why don't you go in early in the morning, sit in each seat, and pray over each girl? 
So I did that yesterday morning. I'm not, I'm not saying that to get anything. I'm not. I'm saying that because maybe this is something you might want to try. Because we are in spiritual warfare. My company is under attack. My life is under attack, and so is yours. So what do we do? We have to fight. And we're victorious in Jesus' name, but we have to fight the way God would want us to fight. And it's in the spiritual realm. So praying is where we need to be. And, you know, we can forget that in the busyness of life. We can forget that prayer is so strong and the Holy Spirit is really there and God really wants to protect us and guide us and be there for us. And he wants us to have abundance. He does. But what are we doing? What are we doing? What are the choices that you are making? I can tell you that the choices I was making was not bearing the fruit that I would want and that not what God would want. The purpose of my life was not being fulfilled because I wasn't doing the important things that God would have me do. So when you get pressed down and you get knocked down and you're on the ground and you're going, okay, the only way up is up. I mean, the only way to go is up. Then you've got to figure out how, who, what, where, when, why. You have to ask for help, which is hard. It's really difficult to ask for help. But you know what? It's so rewarding. It really is. It's humbling, but it's rewarding. Finding balance in life is what we're going to talk about today. I will say that in this time when I'm being pressed, beyond pressed, that I'm becoming focused, beyond focused. I'm laser beam focused right now, and I have fine-tuned my thought process to what is really important. And God is really important, and his will is really important. Yesterday morning, I actually, before everybody got there, it was oh dark 30. I went around and I laid hands on every single truck. Now, some of you might think that's really silly, but I did. I put my hand on every single truck and I prayed over every single truck, every single driver for my protection for my company, protection for my employees, protection for their families. I wanted to have his protection over all. Now, we want to believe that he's always protecting us, but he says to ask and you shall receive. Does he not? So what are you asking for? Are you asking? Are you seeking? Are you knocking? He gives you the tools. He tells you what to do even. But if we choose to be the strong one and we can handle this one, then obviously you got it. So you go ahead. You suffer the consequence, reap the reward. Or you can choose God and choose the Holy Spirit and ask for his guidance and his protection. And I've been protecting or asking for protection every single day during the rains because I've got a fleet of trucks out there in the rain. And, you know, people don't drive very well uh, and things happen. The one day, last Friday, I think it was, I did not pray. I did not pray for protection. And guess what happened? We had a truck, 20,000 miles on it, totaled, with two other vehicles involved. Now, I'm not going to say that it's because I didn't pray. But I would say that it didn't help that I didn't pray. And I don't feel good that I missed it that day. What if? What if? So some of you are judging, and that's okay. You have a right to believe what you want to believe. I know prayer works. I know firsthand. So if you're not a prayer warrior and you're not praying and you don't know what to do, you don't have to have a... Uh, you don't have to do anything special. You just have to ask. In your own words, from your heart, just ask. 
It doesn't have to be special. It doesn't have to be eloquent. You don't have to say long, drawn-out prayers. It can be a single liner. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show. I'm so grateful to be with you today, and I want you to do something. This is for you, but it's also for me, is I want you to connect with me by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I want you to go there. I want you to check on the whole thing. There's so much there. I just the other day um, pushed on one of the videos because I was just curious. I mean, I did video a long time ago, and I was like, what did I say back then? And what did I look like? And, you know, where am I now versus where I was then? I really wanted to know that. And so I watched it, and I listened to the whole thing. And I had the volume up loud enough to where my office staff could hear, too. And some of them were asking questions about it. And I was looking at it going, okay, that was well done. I would do this a little different and so on. You know, I'm always critiquing myself, and I am my worst critic, I think. I, I'm the hardest on myself. At least I think I am. There are so many things there that you could glean and learn from during those things. One of the videos on there is about going to Pismo Beach to the Monarch Butterfly um, Sanctuary. And driving in today... There was a huge amount of butterflies, and I felt bad when I felt like they were going into my engine grill. But there is such a story. If you are questioning whether there is a God, I want you to do research on the monarch butterfly, on the whole DNA, everything to do with the monarch butterfly. If you do research on the monarch butterfly, you will not question whether there's a God or not because there is no other way to answer their lives and what they do and how far they fly, and and just everything to do with the monarch butterfly. And that just happens to be the logo of E. coli, which is a a story for another day other than what does a butterfly symbolize? I have loved butterflies since I was very, very, very young. And I can say that um, the butterfly symbolizes new birth, resurrection, health, and there's more. It just, what does a butterfly signify to you? Just think about it. Metamorphosis, you know, going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Think about it. Change. You know, we are all changing. I wrote a book on change. And I'm going to be interviewed tomorrow, actually, uh, on, on that book. And I also wrote another book on learning to breathe. And if you want to know more about that, just contact me by going to com. Contact me and ask me any questions, whatnot. And here's another thing I want to ask you. The Lord's placed on my heart that I'm supposed to have a women's ministry of about 10 to 12 women, very intimate setting. And I want it to be a retreat. He wants it to be a retreat. So it's going to be either Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday. And the cost is going to be probably 300 to 375 and that's including food and lodging. And we're going to have some special women there. And I just want to know if you'd be interested in going, and it would be in California, Southern California, where we would go, probably in the Temecula area. But I want to know who would want to join. It's going to be a very special, intimate time. I want to get to know you. I want you to get to know me. And we can just have some special, special time where you have a safe place, where you can talk about the things that really, really, really are deep. And, um, you know, it's a healing time. It's a safe time. It's a sharing time because, you know, nobody, if you feel like you're going through something and you feel like you're all alone and that nobody else is going through this, I can tell you right now that every time I felt like that, 
you know, the sun came up the next morning and I realized other people were suffering and going through same things. Maybe not the same exactly, but the same things. And I don't know, misery loves company or it's just nice to know that there's other people we can relate to or they can relate to us in whatever scenario or situation that we're going through. So I would like to hear from you whether you'd be interested in doing this or not. And I'd like to do it soon. I'd really like to do this soon. We can have a barbecue. We can sing. We can talk. We can just, you know, relax, take a breath, enjoy being with each other. I just think it sounds marvelous, and I cannot wait to hear from you. All right, so uh, in, in, in coming in today, right before this, I had a DNA testing, and I had some swab testing done on my health because when you, I just wanted to know more about what was going on in my body because you only have one body, and it's called your temple. And I want to know genetically what it is I can do to prevent things moving forward because there's things that have happened in my family of origin. And I wanted to know what I could do to guard against those things happening to me. If I can take, you know, be proactive and I can take those steps now on my diet and on what I'm doing and things that I should stay away from and things that I should get more of, then I would like to do that. So I had an hour uh, meeting with the doctor over the phone. And he explained all of the genetic findings of this test that I did. And he told me what it is I needed to do and guard myself on. And he was saying that, you know, we want to put you in balance. And he says, you know, I really don't like that word balance. And and I like the word balance because I used to be a gymnast and, and I'm a dancer. So obviously I need to have balance. But we want to live in abundance we want, we want to have the most of everything. So if we can find optimum, if we want to optimize versus just balance our lives, if we want to optimize our life, that optimize word is so much better even than balance when you put it in perspective like that. So I'm going to talk about balancing our lives, but I really want us to be thinking about optimizing, optimization of every minute, optimization of everything that we're doing. How can we get the most out of every minute? In my business, I have to look at how I can get, I want to maximize every minute. I want to maximize every service. I want to maximize everything I do to optimize my service to my employees, my service to my customers, and profitability into our company so that we can just optimize everything even more. Does that make sense? I think it does. So I want to optimize. And I want to optimize my health. This is my temple. I want to do everything I humanly can. And one thing he said is stay away from soda cans, take away from soda. And I can tell you right now that if you drink sodas, stop. It's really, really, really bad for you. So stop drinking sodas. And if you smoke, do what you can to stop smoking. Okay? Can you do that? Try at least. Okay? Just try. All right. So the key to finding balance by Diane Patterson. We're pulled in so many different directions, aren't we? Between work, family, church, and so much more. How in the world do we find balance and how do we optimize our day and our minutes? How can I have a more balanced life? This is perhaps the most common hidden behind the idea of balance. What we're usually really looking for is a to-do list. This is so interesting because I have been trying to keep everything in my head of everything that I have to juggle right now. And anybody that knows me says, oh my gosh, you are so busy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm busy. But am I busy doing the right things? And you can ask yourself that. Are you busy doing the most optimum of things? Are you busy doing the right things? So uh, one night I was 
lying in bed and I could not sleep. I could not sleep. So at 3 a.m., I rummaged through my side cabinet and I found a notepad and I found a pen that wrote and I started writing. I wanted to get everything dumped out of my head. You know, it wasn't, you know, a one, two, three, four, five prioritize or anything. I just wanted to unload. I just wanted to have information download out of my brain. And I did this and I recommend it highly. If you're dealing with the same things of juggling many, many, many things, get a notepad and just write everything down or get your tablet out and type it up, whatever you want to do, whatever, you know, whatever is your way. But get it out of here, out of your head, and put it on either a tablet or put it on paper. I actually wanted to write it. I think that there's something about that. And I want to take a pen when I'm finished and I got it done. I want to I want to put a line through that. I want to cross that off my list. I want to just not have it on there anymore. Sure, there's going to be more things that are going to fill up down below, but that's okay. At least I feel like I'm accomplishing. And then I can look at it and say, am I accomplishing the right things? And I can evaluate and prioritize and do all those things that we need to do. But anyway, that was Sue Freeze again. I'm getting back to the article. We want the secret to getting more done in less time without as much stress. We need to focus less on the things they need to take care of or more on ourselves. Okay, so there you go. Uh, My health. Okay, I want to take care of me so I can take care of others. So those of you that think it's selfish... To take care of you, let me just tell you that you need to take care of yourself so you're around to take care of those that are requiring or requesting or needing your assistance on helping them. Because balance starts with you. Optimization starts with you. If you want to have more balance in your life, you need to know yourself well, manage your commitments, and steward the gifts God has given you. Know yourself. This is a case where knowledge is power. You cannot expect to make good decisions about your time, your talents, and resources unless you know who you are, what you're good at, and what motivates you to be your best. Interesting enough, this conversation I had with this individual today, I said, what are you good at? You know, what do you like doing? What, because that's where you want to be. You want to live in where you're good, and you want to give someone else the benefit of doing what they're good at. She goes, well, I'm doing everything. And I'm like, well, okay, how long can you do that? Because, you know, no one can survive doing everything because you never have any time to do any of those other things that to cause the balance in your life. So you have to choose. And I'm, I'm listening to me speak to this person and I'm listening to myself because I'm doing more than I should be doing. And this doc that I talked to today was talking about, you know, do you exercise? Do you, you know, do you... Do you squeeze your muscles to your bone to give you bone density? Because one thing that you're, you have a propensity to is your bone, your bones become um, soft and weak. And it's because, you, listen, people, that if you're over 50 years old, you really need to listen closely right now, is that we need to exercise our muscles. Our muscles are there to press our, against our bones to strengthen our bones. Does that make sense? My sister told me that because she's a Pilates instructor, and she says, Sue, you really need to do isometrics. You need to do that, the stress things where your muscles are pressured, you know, and you can do this out of your home. You don't have to go to a gym. I'm not fond of a gym, but you need to do something to strengthen your bones, and this was news to me. Uh, I mean, I heard it again for many times I've heard it, but I heard it, and I really heard it this time, and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to have to do that because I dance. But dancing doesn't pressure all those bones, all my bones. And I, I, I definitely want to stay strong, right? Don't you want to stay strong? Of course you do. 
So we're going to come back after this break, and I have more to share with you, and you want to listen in, don't you? Okay. Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite and Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son and manager at Ecola. Mom, I know how much you love providing true value for our customers' homes, and I'm proud to announce that we are now providing tap insulation. Talk about value. You're right, Tyson. Now Ecola can offer pest control that basically pays for itself with 20 to 30% energy savings. TAP is a recycled paper product that kills pests while reducing energy bills, providing a warmer home in the winter and a cooler home in the summer. Ask about TAP insulation by calling 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. TAP is an absolute no-brainer and a real value for anyone who wants to eliminate insects in their home while lowering utility bills. That's why you should call E. cola termite and pest control today. 877-332-BUGS or online at termitelady.com. E. cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. 877-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house. A termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the owner of E. cola termite services. And Sue... Ecola is California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh! Ecola will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family friendly methods like microwave, electric gun, and the Ecola heat process that kills termites without. The move out hassle or embarrassment of tanning. I love that. Call us at 1 332 Bugs 332 Bugs. New customers get $100 off. E. cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about E. cola's lifetime renewable warranty. 1 332 Bugs. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control. Thank you for sponsoring the show. If you'd like to sponsor the show, I'd like to talk to you. Go to Sue Freeze, spelled like friesonward.com, and we can have a conversation about if this would work for you and how this would work for you and where this would work for you. I thank you, Venturians, for listening in on The Word, KDAR 98.3. Uh, thank you so much. And K-Praise in San Diego. Uh, KKLA, of course, that's what we're listening to right here. And, uh, you know, so Orange Countyans, thank you so much for listening, and San Diegans listening, and Santa Maria, Santa Barbara, all the way up the coast, KUHL. Thank you so much for joining in on this show today, and I want you to share this show with others. And, you know, it's every week, and it's been every week for over nine years now. I mean, can you believe that? I can't even believe that when I think about that. It's crazy. So if you'd like to sponsor, if you'd like to advertise, let me know, and I can help you out in that regard, and I would love to do that. So. We can talk more. This is a case where knowledge is power. You cannot expect to make good decisions about your time, talents, and resources unless you know who you are, what you're good at, and what motivates you. And that's so important, isn't it? Because you're going to feel better when you're doing what you do well, right? You'll be more successful in those things. And you'll get more accomplished, so you'll maximize and you'll optimize. And that's good. Balance isn't a static thing that you achieve or don't achieve. It's really a series of decisions you must make in any given day about how to allocate your limited resources. Limited resources. The limited resources is your time. We only have 24 hours in a day and you've got to sleep. 
right? So your limited resources is how much time do you have? And you want to maximize those minutes and you want to optimize those minutes, don't you? Okay. So those choices you make every day. You know, I have a bad habit and it is a habit and it's just because I want to just kind of veg a little bit. I get home from work and I make myself dinner, feed the dogs, walk the dogs. And then I sit down and I watch Criminal Minds, I know, or, or Blue Bloods. I think that's the other one I watch. And people say, why do you watch those? And I'm, I, I don't know why. It's just I enjoy them. It's Ion, and that's all I watch. I, you know, I don't, I'm not really watching anything else. The Voice once in a while. I really love that show too. So Jesus models two ways you can find balance in the Christian life. And this is by Wayne Stiles. The life of Jesus revealed a number of practical ways to pursue balance in the Christian life. Everything the Father expected of Jesus, he completed. Everything, everything. Look at his words. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do, John seventeen four. Look to God, not to others, to determine your priorities. Did you hear that? Look to God, not to others. God's priorities aren't your boss's priorities, unless I'm your boss. I think that my priorities are the same. But on the whole, God is your boss, and you want to you live out his priorities for your life. Because all in all, you're going to feel much more fulfilled in life, if that's the case. Jesus determined his priorities by spending time with the Father. Look carefully. Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. Simon and his companions searched for him. They found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. He said to them, let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby so that I may preach there also. For that is what I came for. Mark 1, 35. How could Jesus walk away from needs that only he could meet? Because the Father had different priorities for Jesus than simply a healing ministry. The healing balanced the teaching. Even though the people would have preferred Jesus to choose differently, he determined instead to please the Father. Accordingly, Jesus was misunderstood, rejected, even crucified. And yet, he was successful. God's priorities for you and people's expectations of you will seldom go in tandem. Say no so that you can say yes. I love that. Side note. When my children were little and I was in the, um, I, I did my time in crib and then I went into child ministry and then I was the usher and then I was spiritual uh, spiritual gifts and I was on the worship team and I was on the drama team and I just loved church and I loved being there and I loved taking my children there every weekend what I realized is that the school was asking me to do this and that and whatever and um, church was asking me to do, do this that and whatever and then I was working also and then I had my home duties and what I realized is I was the yes person I just said yes all the time thought about how I was going to get it done later and, you know, that old saying is that, you know, if you want something done, you go to the busiest person and they'll get it done. Well, everybody maximized, maxed out. You know, I, I maxed out. Everyone does. You know, you can, there's only so many hours in the day. And so we have to decide if this is the yes that you need to yes to because it might be somebody else's gift that you are keeping from them to do. Oh, that was a poet and I didn't know it kind of minute. I love that. I'm going to have to rewind and write that down. But it's true, isn't it? Is that, you know, sometimes we can uh, take the joy out of somebody else's gifts 
because we just feel like it needs to get done, so I'll do it, when really it's not your gift and it's really not yours to do. At work, this is the same thing. You know, I always ask my employees, is this something you need to do or is there somebody else here that could do that? Because I have other things that only you can do. And I want you to focus on what only you can do. Otherwise, you're doing what everybody can do. And that is not giving the maximization of that beneficial moment. That was a mouthful. But you know what I'm saying. So Jesus said no so that he could say yes to what was most important. Only by gleaning our priorities from scripture will we be able to make confident decisions amidst overwhelming demands. We can choose many good things and end up missing the best things. The essential priorities. Don't fall for the lie that states that a good Christian should never say no to legitimate needs. Is that freeing to anyone out there? It's freeing to me. Is it freeing to you? You have to think about your gifts. What did what has God called you to? Yes, I'm talking to you right now. The Holy Spirit's talking to you. And maybe this is something you needed to hear, and you're going to have to shake this a little bit. You're going to have to think about it, digest it, and then you're going to have to make some decisions, aren't you? Some hard ones. You might have to opt out of something that you've already said yes to. And here's what I'm going to say about that. If you've already said yes and you're, you're committed, okay, because your word has to be your word, my suggestion in that is not to continue on. But, you know, like my employees, it's like if they want to promote, I tell them this. You need to find your replacement, train your replacement, and then you can promote. So if you have something that needs to get done at church, at home, at work, and you feel that you're not, you're, you're not the one that has the gifts for this, find your replacement. That way you're not leaving a hole. You're being very solution-minded, and that's really excellent. So that's what I suggest to do there, and thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. Part of our pursuit of balance contains the realization that it is never perfectly achieved. Well, there's, there's a, that's a gift, isn't it, to know that you're never going to arrive, not on this earth, but we can do our best. The pursuit of balance is the goal. So don't be frustrated with the constant effort. Only when we know what to say yes to can we say no everything else. Seven ways to keep your focus on God by The Praying Woman. Sometimes we get consumed with worry and fear when we find ourselves in tough situations. We focus on our own desires, our problems, our shortcomings, and even become focused on other people's blessings instead of our own. We focus on everything and everyone else instead of focusing on God, the one person who can actually help us. Follow these seven daily habits to stay focused on God. Do you have pen and paper? Are you typing this in? Here you go. Don't depend on you. Well, there's a good one. We live in a world where trust must be earned and seems to be in short supply. But Solomon, the famous king who wrote Proverbs, knew that trust is exactly where we must start. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. Most of us have faced disappointments, which have taught us that we can only depend upon ourselves. But living the life God has called us Two means unlearning that lesson. Instead, we're meant to rest in God's understanding. We may know in our minds that he possesses all wisdom. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his past beyond tracing out. Romans eleven thirty three. But sometimes trusting him completely like that 
can be tough. So each day, we must consciously lay aside our own plans and expectations and surrender to his plans. What if we don't feel like we can trust him like that? That's where step two comes in. Cry out to God. Surrendering to God begins with our lips and our thoughts. We need more than a commitment to depend on him. We need to cry out to him to show that dependence. In all our ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. When we pray, we admit that his ways are higher than ours. We show that we're leaving our troubles and burdens and dreams in his capable hands. In fact, the Bible promises that when we reach out to him in prayer, he hears us. Evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. That's Psalm fifty-five, seventeen. Can I just be real with you right now? This just happened to me. I'm not a crier. I'm really not a crier. But I've been feeling pressed down so bad lately that I actually just broke down in tears. And I did exactly this. I cried out to God. And I said, I, I don't know what to do. I need you to guide my every move. I really, what was working then is not working now. And I don't have the answers. And I need help. I need help, Lord. Can you please come? Come right now. Help me, Lord. Guide me, Lord. Help me get through this tough time. We handed the keys of our lives to him, and we know that he's able to lead us. But in order for that to work, we have to run from evil. So much in this world can clutter up our relationship with God. John, the writer of the fourth gospel, describes them as the desires of the flesh, the lusts of the eyes, and the pride in our lives. 1 John 2.16. In other words, our blessings can easily become our stumbling blocks when we think of them as what we deserve or what we need to be happy. Instead, life works best when we remember the true source of our blessings, God, and focus on the things that please Him. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Proverbs 3.7. Is that speaking to you right now? You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And I'm so grateful and thankful that you've joined in today. And I really would love for you to share the show. I would really love for you to check out my I Ams. What are the I Ams, Sue? The I Ams are three pages of uh, scriptures that basically tell you what God thinks. You know, it's seeing you through God's eyes. And he's telling you who you are, what you are, why you are. All of those things, because so much of this world, we are told other than what God says. And we need to really be empowered by the renewing of our minds. And how do you do that? You have to read scriptures and you have to understand who you are. Who are you? Where are you? Why are you? You need to understand those things in order to fight the battles. And believe me, the battles are very, very strong. And we have to be strong in our faith. And we have to stand boldly in belief of who we are and who God is in order to endure and get through this. And we will get through it because he says that we are victorious. And you can say that out loud. Say it. I'm victorious in Jesus' precious name. Say it right now. I'll wait. Say it. Did you say it? Say it out loud. I'm victorious in Jesus' name. When you're not feeling victorious, say that out loud. 
And then say, I rebuke you, devil, in Jesus' name. Say that too. It's a spiritual battle. This is how you fight. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So flee from the evil desires and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace. Is that easy? Not at all. Fleeing from the evil desires that pull at us means spending a lot of time crying out to God and leaning on him. But our creator promises, promises to honor our commitment to him when we shun evil. He promises that. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Proverbs 3.8, look it up. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. I think we all need more of that, don't we? We need nourishment and we need health to our bones. When we pursue him, we find life, abundant life. Running from evil and pursuing God doesn't come naturally to most of us. Instead, it means we have to make a serious change. Number four, put God first in your life. Yep, that's what it says. It's easiest to put ourselves first. When something good happens, we want to congratulate ourselves with a reward. When something bad happens, we want to console ourselves or find someone to blame. In other words, we often have a me-centric starting place. And when it comes to money, the struggle is even harder. But Solomon, who had quite a bit of wealth himself, knew that his money did not belong to him. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. I was in church this last Sunday, and that brought up the song. There was a song about a new wine. And that the Lord is, is doing a new work. And that was so, so pressing into my heart. A new wine. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Read it. I'm going to, I have to memorize that one. I don't have that one memorized, but I'm going to have to memorize that. Because he's saying that, you know, honor the Lord with your wealth. And it's the first fruits, not the last, what's left over, but the first fruits of your crops. Think about that. If we can trust God with the first of our wealth, we're truly showing how much we depend on him. Handing over the first part of our paycheck takes a huge amount of faith, after all. But doing so means being God-centric. Number five, check yourself by God's word. Let's be honest. We aren't so good at evaluating ourselves. We will go to great lengths to excuse our behavior, our actions, and our sins. Who needs a defense attorney when we can pretty much find a reason for any bad thing we do? The prophet Jeremiah captures this very well. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Jeremiah 17, 9. If we're ever going to truly trust in God and flee evil, we have to know exactly where we stand. We have to find an objective measure that tells us the truth. And that truth comes from God and his word. Of course, that doesn't mean we'll always like what we see or how we see it. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. Proverbs 3.11. Boy, we're just going through Proverbs. That's right. Sometimes it takes something bad happening or seeing ourselves in a bad light before we finally admit that we need to change. 
And the more we're in the Bible, the more likely this is to happen. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119. When we have scripture planted firmly in our hearts, God will often use that to deal with us. Number six, listen to the Holy Spirit. Do you believe there is a Holy Spirit? You can't listen to it if you don't believe there is one. Are you living a Christ-like life? Have you given your life to Christ? Because the Holy Spirit will come if those things are done. His presence. I pray for his presence all the time. I want to feel his presence all the time. There is nothing better. There is nothing more amazing than that. When Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit to the church, he told his disciples that this counselor would be their spiritual compass or GPS. But the counselor... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. John 14, 26. If you're not feeling completely plugged in, maybe this is the missing link. Maybe. Maybe it is. So, that door is open right now. Knock and the door shall be opened. The door is opened. Now, he's wanting you to walk through it. That's up to you. It's your choice. As we go through our day, the same Holy Spirit guides us too. That means we don't have to go it alone or hope we're getting it right. No. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth and protects us. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. In us. 2 Timothy 1.14 After all, the gift of the Holy Spirit to us believers reminds us that we can truly rest in God's love. Listen, I have to tell you that because I've been knocked down and pressed in and whatnot, that this has become so real to me right now. My eyes have been opened. Uh, It's a new beginning. Change is happening inside of me, outside, uh, laser focused, no complacency here, only competence, asking for help, being real being humbled, and being prepared. And knowing that God and the Holy Spirit are right there gives the courage and the power to move forward into what God wants for our lives. If you're feeling beat down, if you're feeling like you don't know the answers, if you're feeling like you just don't know which way to go, I had to get on my knees. I had to cry out. I mean, truly cry out. Am I over the hump yet? No. Do I believe I'm victorious? Yes. You know, am I seeing that? Not yet. Not yet. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Someone needed to hear that. That's what faith is. And what's fear? False evidence appearing real. I'm going to go towards faith. How about you? Because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in, Proverbs 3.12. When we face a difficult world each day, we can sometimes wonder if God even cares. Why do bad things happen? Where is God when I need him? Solomon reminds us that God never takes a break or leaves us to fend for others. Even in the midst of turmoil, God sticks with us and uses those challenges to shape us. When we understand that, our perspective completely flips. No longer do we see our setbacks as failures. We see them as moments when God 
as our loving Father works on us. I know he's working on me. Is he working on you? And I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see what the new me looks like and what I feel like and what's going to happen. What new things are we going to accomplish? I'm excited about that. And that's exactly why we can trust in the Lord with all our hearts. He cares for us each and every day. He gives us what we need to thrive. He pours blessings after blessings upon us. Of course, following each of these daily steps isn't easy. That's why Jesus said we have to deny ourselves and follow him. Matthew 16, 24. Trusting God takes a wholehearted commitment from dawn till dusk. But we're never alone in it. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's Matthew 28, 20. I hope this has been helpful. Listen, in the first half, I mentioned about the 10 to 12 women retreat. And I really would love to hear from you. Contact me by going to Sufri's, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me, please. Connect with me. And secondly, go to the second tab and, and get the paid version of IMs where you hear your own voice. You record your own voice speaking the IMs, and you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Or print out the three pages for free. But contact me regarding the retreat. I'd really like to hear from you, okay? God bless you. Be a blessing and get that balance, okay? God bless. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.